Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It's so great to be with you today. In today's session, do you get enough sleep? Do you get enough high quality sleep? How is it affecting your performance or your happiness each day? In this, the first of a two-part series on sleep, we look at how sleep should be viewed as exercise for our brain and how that can help us be our best in our most challenging moments. Let's walk. Out and walking, enjoying this gorgeous day. If you're new to the podcast, we walk. We start by making our bed and then walking and being mindful of our belly and our body. So just feel your feet on the ground. Stand tall, look around, feel gratitude. You know, the more we do this, for long-time listeners, they know we do this a lot. And the more we do this, stand tall, look around, feel gratitude, we chunk those activities together. It becomes an association, a cue. And the more we do it, the more it actually becomes a neural pathway. So standing tall, looking around, feeling gratitude, feeling our belly rise and fall. Feeling our hands and wrists as they contact the air, as they glide in their rhythm. Why do we do this podcast? Because we want to take charge of our lives. Life can be challenging, especially with coronavirus or COVID-19. So the more things we can control, how we start our day, how we spend our moments, how mindful we are, the more in control we will be, the more thoughtful we will be about letting go of those things we cannot control. We set the tone for the day. So just feeling your feet on the ground, feeling your knees now, and now feel your belly rise and fall. The last 8% morning is a grand experiment in building emotional intelligence through drip learning and growing our mindfulness. So every morning we get up or at different parts of the day because people sometimes use it at lunch or in the evenings. Some people, by the way, do it twice. They get up, they do all the things in the morning and before work, they walk. And then after work, they walk and they listen to the podcast. And that becomes the way they 
create boundaries and bridges from personal to work, work to personal, given that we are still all, most of us, working from home. So just standing tall, looking around, feeling gratitude. And if your mind wanders, just let the thought or the memory, just let it be and come back to belly and body. Now moving to mindfulness of idea, the idea of the day, which is sleep. Are you getting enough sleep? How is the quality of your sleep? How is that affecting how you show up each day? How, how does that affect how courageous you are in facing your last 8% situations, last 8% conversations or decisions? What's interesting is that sleep has a huge impact on how we show up during the day, and most of us miss it. And maybe the most important question is, is how do we view sleep? And why do so many of us see it as an enemy? Or at least I do, I must say. Or some of us see it as an indulgence. And I know I definitely see it as the former, as an enemy, as an enemy and I fight it. Why? I think for me it's because I feel like it is something I have to do, not something I want to do. You know, I have to get enough sleep. I have to put myself to bed because I want to stay up. I want to read the next story or watch the next movie or the next episode of the TV show. It just seems more appealing to me than going to bed. And I think at heart, I have FOMO, really, fear of missing out. It's like, I can't go to bed. There's, there's more of life to experience. I think I have sleep procrastination. Really, I do. And I don't know if it's so much about not wanting to sleep, but rather of not wanting to quit other activities. Is this you? It might not be you. I'm going to ask you to go to our last 8% Project Facebook group and answer a couple of questions that we're going to put there around you know, do you feel you get, you get enough sleep? And if not, why not? So we'll have a few questions. Please go to the Last 8% Project. By the way, if you haven't joined that, please join that. There's lots of great resources there. Every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, my partner Bill Benjamin and I get together. We answer questions and we talk about, you know, how can we be our best in these more challenging moments, these last 8% moments? How can we manage our emotions? So this is kind of my experience. For others, it could be something else. More about feeling like, you know, we need to be productive and sleep is somehow not productive. Um, it's helpful for us to understand what is it that stops us from sleeping or stops us from having high quality sleep. And I think a big part is to, you know, if we're going to commit to sleep, we need to look at it differently. We need to think about it 
in my estimation, like exercise. I think most of us see exercise as beneficial, as something that really improves our quality of life, our quality of health, our performance. It's the same with sleep. Both sides, the benefits, but also that there's activity going on. Of course, we don't know that because we're asleep. But when we sleep, our brain is engaged in a lot of activity, a lot of different activities. In fact, in some parts of our brain, there's more activity that goes on while we're sleeping than when we're not asleep. And it's very much like exercising. So what kind of activity? Well, there's a number of brain processes that are going on, but specifically two things. One is memory consolidation, and the other is critical neural linkages between different parts of the brain. So what we learn during the day gets consolidated into our longer-term memory and, and into different parts of our brain. And also, these linkages between the different parts of our brain grow stronger. That neural pathways between each of the different parts of our brain grow tighter and stronger and deeper. And this has a hugely positive effect. And so think of it this way. When we get enough quantity and high quality of sleep, our brain is like a more highly conditioned athlete in better shape, stronger, leaner, has more endurance. And this more highly conditioned athlete is more creative than an average athlete who doesn't get that much sleep. In fact, we know from research, we are three times more creative when we get enough high quality and enough quantity of sleep. We're more able to find novel solutions to the same problem as someone who's not as highly conditioned. Think about that. I need to think about that actually, because maybe that'll get me to, to bed a little bit earlier and not be a sleep procrastinator. So let's just stop for a minute. Stand tall, look around, feel gratitude, feel your body as you're listening to these ideas, as you're walking, feel your body, feel your belly. Okay, so let's go back. When we're a more highly conditioned athlete because we're getting that high quality and enough sleep, we're more creative, we're also less impulsive. When our brain is more highly conditioned, we respond versus react. We're able to stay longer when things get hot, when there's more pressure, when we're facing the last 8% moment. We don't run and avoid or fight and make a mess as often. So number two, we have, we're less impulsive. Number one, we're more creative. Number three, we have better judgment. In critical moments, we are able to think things through more effectively and make more thoughtful and effective decisions. We have better judgment. Who doesn't want better judgment today? Number four, finally, we consolidate our experience and our learning into di different and deeper parts of our brain. So we're able to retain and retrieve more memory files. And this is, by the way, very critical as we age. If you're finding that you can't always find that word or remember that idea, and you know you know both the word or the idea, sleep is one of the best ways to exercise our brain to get better at this. Again, exercise and sleep. Sleep as exercise. 
So what decreases our sleep quality? So next session, we're going to talk about, you know, how can I sleep better? What are some of the hacks? But for now, what gets in the way? Well, number one, alcohol. We might fall asleep a little easier because alcohol is a sedative, but it's like exercising while drunk, right? Sleep is exercise. If we've been drinking, it's like exercising while drunk. We don't get much done. Our critical neural activity goes down and we don't achieve as much. So we don't get the benefits. That's what alcohol does. So, you know, go drink. I love to drink sometimes, but boy, we got to be careful that we don't, we got to be careful about our habits and alcohol can really shift our sleep. In fact, by the way, and I won't go into it here, but sleep challenges and mental illness are highly correlated. So we want to be really careful if we're in any way, shape, or form at risk around mental illness, whether it be anxiety, depression, or any of the others, when we're not getting as much sleep, it it exacerbates our situation. So number one, alcohol. Number two, shift work. It's a killer. It really is. Our body never really adjusts to working at night. Think about that. People who are on shift work have a life they experience as permanently jet-lagged. Both the Space Shuttle Challenger explosion and Chernobyl disasters were found after investigations to be associated with poor judgment because of sleep issues. So number one, alcohol. Number two, shift work. So if, you're, if you do shift work, you really want to think about is, you know, is there a way to change that? Or, you know, you, you really got to take this seriously is the point. Number three, caffeine. If you drink after 12 noon, you're nuts, literally. Your sleep quality will be negatively affected. It just will be. So don't drink coffee or an energy drink later in the day. It really, it's crazy to do that. And finally, sustained stress. This messes up our neurochemistry, especially cortisol. And again, if you're a longtime listener, you know I talk a lot about cortisol. Cortisol is a stimulating, alerting hormone. It's highest in the morning because it gets us up and going. But if we're not managing stress effectively, if we have more cortisol later in the day, we have trouble getting both, again, enough. So high quantity and high quality of sleep. So, boy, I hope that gives you some idea about, you know, the importance of sleep and sleep as exercise. Sleep as exercise. Something that's going to help us be more creative the next day. Something that's going to help us have better judgment. It's going to help us have more impulse control so we're less impulsive that helps us retrieve those memory files and consolidates our learning. My goodness. Let's go to bed. Heck. Um, So as we're finishing, let's now think to, um, again, standing tall, feeling our feet on the ground, looking around, feeling gratitude. Let's go to five gratitudes. What in your life can you feel grateful for? This thing could be anything. Could be people, could be projects you're working on, could be your body that is not perfect, but boy, 
it works to a certain degree and there's so much to be grateful for just with these lungs that breathe and these legs that walk and you know we move as we're able so we'll be grateful for what and how we can move wonderful now let's bring this energy into the day right we started the day this is evidence that we're living the identity the aspiration of our, of our identity statement dr seuss said sleep is like the unicorn it is rumored to exist but i doubt i will see any have a wonderful day mm-hmm.